0: September sky watching clouds eye We confess everything to each other
1: Standing next to you, Hey everybody welcome to Adventure to to Retired the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life we are Curt and Cindy Liljadal, your hosts, and today we're going to talk to Michael Drack.
2: Yeah, Mike uh, connected with him. He's done some triathlons wow. late in his life, and, I mean in retirement, uh-huh. which is very impressive. And he's written some books. We want to talk to him oh, about wow. too. A
1: triathlon, man, that's those are you know, and it's a full triathlon, yeah. not not the no. little mini ones. Yeah, no, either. it's an
2: it's an Iron Man. So, oh wow. Yeah, he, he really got in shape for it, I oh, hope. <laughs>
1: for sure, for sure. Okay, well, good. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's book, Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad.
2: This one is Be very careful about the, trusting the people you work with.
1: Ooh. It's, you know, the
2: workplace is different. Yeah, I, I worked with some friends who were some great friends, but in the workplace, sometimes you're trying to achieve the same goals. And there are some unscrupulous people out there who will try and backstab you.
1: Sabotage your career.
2: Sabotage your career so they can move ahead of you. Yeah,
1: you kinda you have to really know your your peeps.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, peeps. Okay. (laughs) I I mean
1: but you know, you you really do. You have to know um, the people you work with. And the other thing too is you have to be so professional when you're talking about those people. Because you never know what's going to come back and bite you,
2: right? Or emailing or texting. Yeah, you want to be careful about what you say because, you know, we all have our opinions, but a lot of times you better keep those to yourself, yeah. or it might get and, you in the rear. In
1: this day of Zoom meetings, make sure your camera is <laughs> not mute and, and and it doesn't show pictures and of things and that are happening. And you're wearing pants
2: and stuff. Yeah, huh? I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, I
1: mean, but the workplace. Can be a very um, toxic place.
2: It can be, you know, be the good person, rise above it.
1: Right. Do your job, do your job well. Right. And don't get petty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the interview. All right.
1: Sounds good. Hello, Michael. Nice to meet you. Um, I was excited to hear uh, all about your retirement adventures, but we always begin our podcasts with the same two questions What did you do before you retired?
3: I used to work in a bank. Uh, I worked in the in the same bank for 36 years. Okay. Okay. That sounds
2: good. Wait, and where were you? Where where are you located at?
3: Oh, Toronto, Canada.
2: Okay. Okay. You're not our first Canadian guest.
3: <laughs> well, that's good. You, you see we're breaking new ground. That's right. That's right.
1: And and how long have you been retired?
3: Uh, it's going to be eight years.
1: Oh, okay. The same yeah. as us. Yeah we're, yeah.
2: we're on our eighth year too here. Okay. The reason we're, we're calling you today is we noticed you've been doing triathlons. Is that correct?
3: I I just started back uh and I just attempted Ironman November 20th and caused them out. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, <laughs>
2: now, now that's a full on Ironman, like...
3: A full a full Ironman, uh, you know, you have to finish within seventeen hours to claim a finisher's medal. Okay, and uh, it's it's the real deal. It's one of the hardest things I've ever tried. Okay, oh, yeah. all
1: right. So, give us the lowdown on every everything you had to do there, like the how long, the swimming, the, the biking, the, the running, how so, far.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, Casamel's very very hot. Yeah. I didn't I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize how hot it is until I got there. But it's a beautiful place. It's just gorgeous. And what you have to do is you go in the ocean and you have to swim 3.8 kilometers. Okay. And then when you get out of the water, you have to um, ride 180K. Wow. And after that, uh, you have to do a full marathon, 30- 42K. Oh, wow, Man. man. And I- if you finish that. You're an iron
1: man. Oh, You're an iron man. And, yeah. and And there is a time, 17 hours, you said.
3: 17-hour cutoff. But this year got really kind of messed up. Uh, there was bad weather at the beginning, so they delayed the race start. Okay. And then uh, I was riding the bike within the cutoff, but they pulled uh, me out, plus some other people, uh, off the race course because they didn't adjust the closure time on the roads. Oh, okay. So someone made a mistake, and then, you know, the Mexican government, I guess, came in and said, Well, you got to get off the road. <laughs> and well, so yeah. it caused a kind of a problem with a few people. Some people were crying, some ladies were crying about it because they put so much time and effort and expense into training. And then do the, you know, be you know, you yanked out of the race at right. no fault of their own. Right. And it was kinda heartbreaking for some
2: people. Yeah, but I I've and driven I'm still in, trying
3: to get over it
0: too. Yeah.
2: I, I've yeah. driven in Mexico quite a bit, trust me. I don't know if you would to be on the roads when the when the cars are going. So
3: no, no, and, and, you know, you don't know who's at fault. Was it the race organizer? Right. Did they, you know, talk to anyone, communicate about it, or did they just forget about it, and it turns into a problem? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. what really frustrates me is I sent a lot of emails to the organization as well as the there's some coaching um, uh, association too. They directed me to, but no one would give me an answer. No one responded. Oh, really? I find that very frustrating. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's a sign of the times,
2: Yeah. Right? It's just no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, is this yeah. your is this your first triathlon you've done?
3: I did one years ago. And as a matter of fact, I did two.
2: Okay, full on, I on Iron Man
3: story full Ironman I did it when I was uh unhappy with my work uh, and I did it to relieve pressure but training for Ironman creates more pressure wow yeah. I but it guess. took my mind off my job right and uh it's it's really funny I did it in Lake Placid the uh a couple of days before I went down the, to Lake Placid for a race
0: mm-hmm.
2: I
3: read somewhere that you should drink a couple of uh, bottles of Ensure the night before the race to to get all these calories. Oh, right, right. So so I I went and bought some, but I ended up buying some of extra fiber because I thought, hey, extra fiber is good, right? I didn't know. (laughs) 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 Yeah. About a hundred miles into the bike ride, the fiber kicked in. Oh my oh. goodness! And I didn't know what was happening, but I visited every poropod. <laughs> you know, for the rest of the the race, oh, and how funny. I still I still made the cutoff. Oh, that's like, good. It now you almost killed. me.
2: <laughs> now, how old were you on your first race compared to this last Ironman you did? I mean,
3: I was in my early fifties.
2: Well, on your first one. Yeah. Okay, so and now it's, you it's are? Been
3: at least over 15 years ago. Wow. Okay. I'm 68 now. That's okay.
1: wonderful.
3: Yeah, that yeah. is. That, yeah, that's Kurt, really good. Kurt
1: had an issue with fiber, too. When he turned 50, we I finally got him to go to have a colonoscopy. And the doctor right. told him that he needed more fiber. So then he started buying what were they called? Fiber One uh, bars. Fiber One bars. Well, that they they also create
2: <laughs> jet propulsion. Let's just say. And
1: big gonna, farts. Oh, that's know? what I meant. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay, I might have yeah, to edit don't this want out. You not that
3: to happen during an Iron Man, right? No, <laughs> no. No, no. So. But you, I laugh about it
2: now. Like. Yeah. You started. Yeah. You started in your fifties. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, and this one, have you have you ever done smaller ones? Because I've seen the smaller ones where you know, yeah, you, uh, you swim a I, five hundred. I yeah,
3: I did one when I was trying to train up for the first Ironman. Uh-huh. So it was a half Ironman and uh, it was in Peterborough. I learned a lot. It was so hot that day. And I'm not good at the heat. I keep forgetting that. I'm terrible.
2: Canadian, you know. I mean, you, <laughs> but, yeah. you don't have
3: much up there. <laughs> but I, I had these cramps hit me at one point during the run, and uh, I had to grab onto like a telephone pole to keep from falling down. Oh, wow. I had cramps both legs from the toes up to my hip. Oh. And I remember this This uh, little boy came up to me and said, sir, are you having a heart attack? <laughs> and I said, no, I just can't move my legs. Yeah. So oh. then an ambulance came, and they said, sir, we advise you to get out of the race. I said, no, I came this far. I'm going to finish this. I'm kind of big at it. Okay. And they said, okay, sign these additional waivers, and we're going to follow you in the ambulance. <laughs> so I reached this one highway and I couldn't make it across before the light changed. So they had to stop all the traffic. Oh, man. Because I was making these little steps. Oh. And I finally made it to the finishing line and they ran out of medals. So oh. I couldn't get oh. a medal for doing it. Oh, And no. then I ended up being sick for three weeks after that.
1: Oh, no. no.
2: That does not sound fun.
1: What inspired you to want to do a triathlon? I mean, why? I mean, you said stress, but that's a, that is that, it takes a lot to, to do those yeah, three things. There's stress, and then
3: there's Ironman. So. Oh, yeah. But you know, you, you know, it it was um, a stress relief and escape from that for sure. But the, the other thing is, I wanted to get in shape. I thought, you know, sitting in an office over the years and whatnot. I was really out of shape and, you know, I have kids and I said, well, you know, I got to get back uh, in shape. I got to change my life tra- tra- trajectory or it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. So that's that's why I, I jumped in. it. There were a lot of benefits attached to it, mm-hmm. but I just love the people. I love the age groupers because they're my kind of people. They're like, they're fun. You know, they're all just trying to survive and get to the finishing line. And, you know, we swap stories and we encourage each other, even though we're hurting. Yeah. And I, I, I take a lot away from it. It's a very positive experience for me, even though it's hard. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I used to be a kind of somewhat runner. I've only done one half marathon. I've done a lot of 5Ks. But that half marathon, you know, just... I guess it, it to me, and maybe you with with running, it's such a sense of I can't believe I accomplished that yeah, and I did that. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. oh yeah, and, and after an Ironman, you smile for maybe six months. Oh, oh really? I, I yeah. can believe and it. Nothing bothers you. You just smile because you said, you know, I accomplished something that maybe 1% of the people in the world do. It's yeah. kind of like walking up uh, Mount Everest, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But
3: then eventually that high goes away and you have to find a way to replace it with something else or do another Iron Man. Yeah.
1: Something. Yeah. Right. I, and that's, I think what ha- happens to a lot of runners, you know, they just keep running, you know, they keep more races yeah. and I can see that for yeah. sure.
3: So I try to find other peak uh, events that I can do that that are exciting, too. Uh, So I'm trying to mix it up now. But I, I think I might go back and give Cosmo another shot in two years.
0: Okay.
2: Like, what other events are you looking at?
3: Well, yeah, you know, I'm looking at things that that uh, excite me. Like I like traveling up north way up north in the bush, okay? Uh, get off the grid for a week or two, and I love fly fishing for Atlantic salmon. I- I find it very enjoyable. Another Ironman equivalent is writing a new book. I, I find it very demanding. Mm-hmm. And but you know the goal once you once you finish it, and you have that finished product there and you know it's going to help people. It makes you feel really good inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. And with but the, the one you're looking at longevity lifestyle by design. I'm giving that one away for free to everyone.
2: Yeah. We're we're going to get to that too. I w- I want people to know those things.
3: But, yeah, so that's like a peak event for me. I'm trying to do those things. Okay. And in this phase of my life, I, I find I'm, uh, I'm giving back a lot more. Okay. I'm, I'm helping people a lot more because I really enjoy that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Now,
2: when you when you train for these triathlons, are you on your own, or do you train with a group, or do you have a program you follow? or I, For
3: this one, I hired a coach. Okay. Because I had... Yeah, I was trying to write the uh, Longevity Lifestyle by Design, so I was involved with the book. My problem is, is that when I get involved with a book project, it becomes all-consuming. Okay. And I knew I wouldn't be able to do the training without having a coach there saying, "Hey, you got to get the workouts in and things like that," and right? Keep me focused on that. So I did hire a coach, and it was it was a big help. Okay, it, it really was.
2: And were you doing like? Biking, running, swimming every day, or do you mix
3: it up or? Well, you mix it up. I, I was swimming three times a week, so I joined a master swim team. Okay. And I swim with them and I have a lot of fun with these people because they're all, all different ages and you know, you have the young people there and and then I think our oldest is about eighty three, eighty four, and oh, they're swimming wonderful. hard too. And it's no, it's nice to see and then you would ride. Uh, the odd time I'll ride uh, with a group of people, but normally Ironman training is uh, done uh, done alone. Okay, because the race is alone too. You don't ride with groups. Right. But I try to get involved with some charity events. I do the two day ride for the Cure for Cancer. Oh, so good. that's a lot of fun, and as part of my training. So yeah, I enjoy yeah. that.
1: What's your What's your favorite part of the Ironman? Which sport? None of them. (laughs) 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 All right, that's very honest.
2: Okay, which is the lesser of the
1: evils? The least favorite.
0: Well,
3: I I like the bike, but what bothers me is when you're training, you're so focused on what you're doing. You don't have time to look around and see, you know, the country you're riding. Yeah, that's true. And I enjoy that part of it. So I don't like going fast. So, you have the rabbits, the fast people, and that's right. their focus, and they're all focused on time goals and all that. I'm a turtle, okay. I like to ride with the age groupers. we you know, we joke, we push each other, and you know, we just want to get our medal. So yeah. we just want to finish. That's our goal, really? It's just to finish. Oh, yeah. And I want it to be enjoyable, and I find it very enjoyable doing that to see, How far I can push myself out of my comfort zone and hold it there, and that's what Ironman's all about, really, for me. Okay, okay, it's a test, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you're pushing yourself, and both mentally and mentally and physically, I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah,
3: Ironman's about ninety eight percent mental, I would say, because you want to quit so many different times and you can't give up, right?
1: When you're out there, when you're out there, I would say running. What What are you thinking? Are you thinking about your book? Are you thinking about family? Are you thinking about left,
2: right, left, right? Well, left no, right. <laughs> I mean, are you
1: thinking about just the Ironman Or do you do you find yourself just daydreaming and going somewhere else
3: during the race? Yeah, yeah. during the or race. During, training. during during the race, it's all about finishing within the seventeen hours. So that's the focus, and your focus is on what you're doing at that exact moment. So if you're swimming, your focus is on swimming smooth, a good form, and keep advancing yourself. And when you get on the bike, it's about just turning the pedals and keep pushing forward. And the same with the run, too. It's just put one foot in front of the other and keep going because that there's a giant clock in your mind and it's ticking. Right. Right. And you want to make sure you don't want run out of time. But wh- where you really get a lift is when you're on the run and your family's there cheering you on and then all the spectators are there cheering you on. It, it You get this adrenaline rush and it keeps you going. Oh, yeah. It keeps, and it, it's, it's a beautiful thing.
2: It's a natural high. I Did you have some family go down to Cozumel with
3: you? Oh yeah. I had 10 people come. That's wonderful. So yeah, they were, they made these shirts up and they had go iron Mike on it and retirement rebel. And the oldest person I came with 92 and she was holding a sign cheering for me. And you see something like that, you're going to cry. I I can't stop crying when I see that. I know it's such a beautiful thing. You know, having family there supporting you in this,
1: Crazy adventure that
3: you
2: decided to go on. Right? Yeah, yeah, and a trip to Cozumel. So I don't see, you know, you're doing all the oh, yeah. work.
3: <laughs> so. that's, well, for that one day, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so
1: how how did you how did you turn out in Cozumel? Did you get to finish, or you didn't?
3: No, they pulled us off the race course because of the road closure. Right. Okay. So the organize the organizer made a big mistake. And they won't own up to it. So it left a lot of us with a bad taste in our mouth because we said, Hey, look at we were we were going according to plan. We were within the cutoff. Right. And our chance to finish was taken away from us, but we couldn't control it. Yeah. Like I had one lady cry and she said, I can't believe it. I'm embarrassed. I spent all this time and effort. All my friends are aware about it, and uh, they labeled me as a DNF, did mm. not finish. Yeah. I said, no, that's not true. You know, it's you weren't allowed to finish.
1: Right. Yeah. There's
3: a big difference. And I told her, don't forget about that, because not finishing can really eat some people up.
1: Right? Oh, you bet. You bet. How far did you guys yeah. get into your run?
3: Or Bike or? no we didn't get into the run we got uh it was about 130k into the ride okay. oh, the first, wow. the but in this race it, it was a real tough race 1500 people entered 500 people dropped out wow. because of the heat wow and we were still going because, yeah because you know we trained for it too right? Yeah. Oh man. So we're turtles. And turtles. Turtles go longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No kidding. that is disappointing though.
2: Give Give me. I mean, yeah. besides a trip to Cozumel and travel and all that, give me an idea of what training for a triathlon. I know you got to have a good good shoes. I know you got to have a good bike. I, I I used to do ragbri where you'd ride your cro- bike across Iowa like 500 miles, and the first time I did it was on like a Kmart huffy and then i upgraded yep. so you you want better material but coaching and equipment and entry fees give me give me an idea of cost of that would you
3: oh uh, you know i bet you i spent over at least over 5000 maybe over 7000 all in
0: okay on
3: on all the costs No, you know, probably 10. I I don't want to think about it because I'm going to start to cry. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's an expensive sport. Yeah. But the thing with Ironman is you have to have a pretty big why for why you're doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing that drives you. And because of that big why. You really don't think about the cost. Plus, you know, there's money cost and there's time cost too. Yeah. Because you pretty well have to devote all your time to it. And you need a good Y when you go to the swim pool in the middle of the winter and it's minus 30 outside. Right. And you need a big Y when you're on your bike in the summer and it's plus 40 degrees out with the humidity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, but it's what keeps us going. Yeah. I have a
2: buddy who's a younger guy, you know, with the family and everything, and the full time job, and he trains for him Ironman.
0: Oh, it's hard. sure. It's yeah. Hard. And
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know. He must juggle his time just perfectly because you know the family seems happy, wife seems happy, and hasn't been fired. So, but that well, would yeah, that and, would but be challenging. You have
3: challenging. to be careful about that. Yeah, because training for Ironman is selfish uh-huh. because it's going to impact other people in your life. Because you're not going to have the time, right? And you know, and you you still have to do the training, or you're going to get hurt. Or you're not going to finish, right? Yeah. So it's a big balancing act. But that's why if you just do one, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing you know one every year or something, that yeah, is going to be a cost, right? Yeah. yeah. It'd yeah. be interesting to see what the divorce rates for triathletes are.
2: Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I'm sure it's kind of. Straining on a marriage and family and stuff like that.
1: Well, it's a lot of oh, yeah. it's a lot of time away, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh,
3: for sure. And yeah. you know you're out there by yourself, right? Yeah. right Sitting on a bicycle or running and but the good thing about it is I get my uh, wife to do the walk runs with me uh-huh. Okay. so we have a lot of quality time together doing that. okay, well, that's, that's great. And, uh, no, that's a good thing and and running walking for me is it's really. It's almost like a form of active meditation.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I do walk, a lot of things. I try there. to walk daily and so does Kurt, you know, or he rides his bike too. And it's just that time is just, it's it's hard once you get into that, you know, where you just, you have to do it. You just feel like you are yeah. missing out if you didn't get your walk in. You know, that's right just, yeah
3: especially when you have that target and goal yeah and you want to hit the ten thousand, and yeah you know that's uh but once you start it's easy it's just starting
0: things. yeah yeah
3: that's
2: true that's true now how how long do you envision yourself doing ironman mike
3: well i was going to pull back to half ironman so next year Next year I'm going to do the Niagara Falls Half Ironman in September. Okay. So it's near the end of the the summer, so it gives me a lot of time to train. And I'm going to do the two day Ride to Conquer Cancer again as as training for the Half Ironman. Right. I was never going to do an Ironman again, but because I have unfinished business, okay, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if everything falls into place, I might go back in 2024 to celebrate my 70th birthday and give it another shot. That's right? wonderful.
2: Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Have you told wonderful. your wife this, though? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I told her. She did, she thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, you know, it's it's just something that, that's there is hanging over me it's through no fault of my own. Right. Right. But, yeah. you know, I don't like unfinished business.
2: yeah. Yeah. Have you had any sort of injuries? I mean, obviously not drowning when you swim. Other but, than
1: the cramps that yeah, are the de- Cramps debilitating.
2: knee problems. Yeah, I mean but, running uh, I know brings on a lot of knee problems for certain people.
3: No, I'm I'm okay that way, but I've I've this year I was in two bike crashing. Okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to be careful with that. The first one um, it, You know what? It's just silly stuff. It was like soft gravel on the side of the road, Yep. and you don't notice it, and then all of a sudden your wheel goes into it, and it sinks a couple of inches, and you're going to have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I hit a rut in the road again that was filled with sand, and I couldn't see it, and I hit that, and I went over. So yeah. twice, twice. And, you know, you get older. You don't want to be hitting the deck.
2: Yeah, I know. I know, Definitely have your, your helmet on.
3: Oh, yeah. But, you know, you don't want to break bones like clavicles. Just
1: road rash kills me and I wipe out on my bike. It hurts for days. Yeah. I
3: I broke both clavicles and I broke my scapula. um, And um, it's just bike crashes, right? That's why I I don't like riding in fast groups anymore. Yeah. yeah, they get a little
2: carried.
1: No, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I like
2: going out. We live on a lake here in Iowa. And I like going out. It's five miles around the lake, and that's a perfect ride. I'm by myself.
1: Yeah, you know. or just doing a, a ride on a road yeah. that you're, you know, you're the only two bikes out there, and I can deal with yeah. the cars that are coming. Then, and I just, I don't like having people crowd me. That I just, I'm not that oh, good of a biker oh. anymore. You yeah. mentioned
2: earlier that you've written some books. Can you go into that? I mean, phase two, or the, maybe that was phase <laughs> oh. one of retirement, but. Let you give your plugs.
3: It, they started when I was, I was uh, packaged off from my banking job after 36 years. Okay. And I was thinking of leaving anyway, so it was one of the happiest things that could happen to me because they gave me a severance check. Oh, sweet. And I was really happy. I remember I told my wife, I, I said, I can't believe it. it's like we hit the lottery because I was going to walk away with nothing. And things were great until the following Monday when I was sitting at home and I was all by myself. Mm -hmm. All my friends were still working. My wife was still working. I was just sitting at home, moping around, no telephone calls, no emails, nothing. And I, I, I remember I was trying to watch something on TV interesting. I couldn't find anything It was driving me nuts yeah and what bothered me was that no one could understand what I was going through. Everyone thought, Hey, Mike's gotta be the happiest guy in the world because he doesn't have to work anymore right And the truth was it was because I couldn't work anymore that I wasn't happy.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, and
3: it took me a lot of of time to figure things out. and what I did was, I used the book writing. It was like a therapeutic uh, tool for me because I was writing down my ideas and what I was trying to learn and what I could do in retirement. Because there were no retirement books out at that time Right. that dealt with the non-financial issues surrounding retirement. They were all about money. Yeah, we have found that money. out
1: too.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah my, my situation was based on what am I going to do in retirement? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? What am I going to do that will make me happy? Because I didn't have a handle on that. Yeah. So I wrote the first book, Victory Lap Retirement, and you know it was pretty good. I liked it. It was um, a bestseller up here in Canada.
0: Oh, good job! And then
3: I thought, okay, okay let's uh, let's go a little bit deeper. Really, let's psychoanalyze myself in retirement transition and tell people, educate people to say, hey, this is what retirement shocks like. Yeah. And this is what you need to do to get out of it. And be careful, because a lot of people are going to end up in retirement hell like I did. So I did that book, and I was really happy with it, and I was going to quit writing again. I was so happy to do that, because I'm not a natural writer. Right. And then... You know, something hit me that I said, this retirement planning is all messed up. It's because my banking background and my wife's an investment advisor with a major bank control. Okay. So I said, we need to put something in place for her clients to help them transition to a successful retirement. Because no one knows how to plan for that. No one talks about it. Right. The focus, again, is just on the money. Yeah. So I said to my wife, I'm going to write this guide. And it's going to be a process to how people have to transition to retirement, what they need to put in place and things, um, you know, relating to that. So people have something to uh, to look forward to when they actually do retire and they have all the answers. They know they they know exactly what they want to do so they can hit the ground running in retirement, not waste a lot of time
2: like I did. Yeah. Give them like a roadmap or something yeah
3: Yeah. exactly so that's the purpose behind the last book and then i said to myself well especially with the pandemic i said so many people are going to suffer from this now why don't we help as many as we can let's give it away for free oh, that's so good that's what we started in, in this December, as a matter of fact yeah cool. um, yeah so that's my goal and my goal is to have it downloaded a million times that's my goal i set for myself that's good and um We'll see how long it takes to get there, but we're getting a great response on it because it's truth, right? Yeah, yeah, it's my well, reality.
1: It, it's so real when you when you talk about how retirement affects people, because you know everybody's retirement's different, and everybody goes into retirement in a different in a different view, in a different yeah. way, and they all think, you know, we all think, you know, okay, this is going to be this wonderful time in your life, but you don't realize all the other little things that also happen in retirement. You know, there's a lot of things oh, that yeah. are out of your control and you're just learning as you go. I and mean it's a brand new life. Structure,
3: stressors. Yeah. Too, you yeah.
1: Know. Yeah. And and
3: that's what we're doing. We're sharing what we learn firsthand to people that are following us. Right. Yeah. Right. But you see, the you know, I blame the banks for this too. They try to convince in the advertisers, they try to convince people that every retiree is the same, just like the point you brought up. And they're not.
0: Right. No.
3: Right. That was an important lesson for me. And then in the new book we you know we describe four different types of retirees and we talk about why it's important to understand what type you are so you can you can create a lifestyle that will work for you in retirement.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: And we talked about who's vulnerable to retirement shock. It's the growth-oriented retirees that haven't found the way to replace the the fundamental needs that were being satisfied by their old jobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And until
3: they find a way of replacing that... They're going to struggle, and they're not going to be happy. Right. Yep. And it's sad to see some people, they have so much money, and they're just miserable. Right, right.
1: Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, with that is that's exactly why we started this podcast. Because yep. when we were traveling the first time after we uh, – well, it wasn't the first time. I was traveling right after we retired. You know, we, were, we had just started getting into podcasts. And a lot of baby boomers do not know what podcasts are, you know? And everything on retirement was only about money.
2: Yeah. And it's usually right. it's usually younger people saying, this is how you retire young. Well, they're not.
1: They're not retired yet. Yeah, they
2: haven't done it, you know? But we wanted something no. to get people basically, kind of like what your book says, off their butts and get out and live your retirement because, like we always said, you're going to be sitting someday. You know, I mean, don't sit too soon, because that's
3: exactly right.
2: You want to get going,
3: you don't know, and yeah, and that's the problem. So, what what we're, I'm trying to do with the books is is poke people and say, yeah, get off the couch because sitting there is going to kill you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really and, is. You know, get out there and be involved and find something that's exciting and is out there. And we show this process, the ikigai process which is pretty interesting, and uh, there's so much for them to learn. And that's what bothers me about the banks, is they should be teaching their clients this stuff. Right. And for whatever reason, they, they haven't, because they don't make money doing it. But they get paid so much money for just managing you know, a client's uh, portfolio right. that this should be included. It yeah. only makes sense. Yeah,
2: no, that's true. Hey, could you? Uh, you mentioned that you give your latest book away for free. Could you
1: tell us the title? Yeah, tell us ready? the
2: title and where they can find
3: it. Sure. It's uh, the title is Longevity Lifestyle by Design, and if they go uh, visit the the website boomingencore.com, okay, they can d- download it there for free.
2: Okay, wonderful. That's very generous
3: of you. Oh, it's it's my pleasure, and it just makes me feel good when I help others, right? Because I know what it's like to struggle with retirement transition. And it took me seven years before I finally designed a lifestyle that really works for me. Yeah. But it took a lot of work.
1: And that is so true. Almost, you know, we've been doing this. uh, This is our third season, right? We're in our third season. Almost every single guest that we've interviewed has. Found something, you know, that has driven their retirement, and you right. know, which is what our topics are, which really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. If you have, you know, some kind of uh, an inner purpose. drive, a purpose, purpose, you are going to feel so good about your decision yeah. about retirement. That's
3: right. That's it, right. But you see, so many people retire and they have nothing to retire to. This right. source of purpose. And it's so important to figure it out before you actually retire. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're trying to tell people. Yeah. Like, do your homework before you leave. Yeah. That's and pretty then, smart. Uh, uh, yeah. Another message from us is it's not, there's nothing wrong with working part-time in retirement, provided oh, no. it's doing mm-hmm. work that you love to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah because you got, that out. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You got to use up the clock. Well, you're doing work. You're doing podcasts. You're having a lot of fun doing them, Yeah. Right. And we don't work so, that hard. You know, those are the things you want <laughs> right.
1: to think about.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: totally. Yeah, I totally agree.
2: Hey, we always end every interview with two questions: your your hell no, and your you betcha. Worst thing probably towards a uh, triathlon since that's our main topic, and your best thing. So, if you had a hell no moment, what would that be? Hell no!
3: Would I ever retire? Hell no! Oh, really? Okay. Well yeah, what I you know I'm not really retired. Well, it's like you. Are you retired? You're doing podcasts. Right. Yeah, okay. That's true. So yeah. You, you kinda gotta look at it and say, Well, what does retirement really mean? Yeah. To me, retirement is if I I don't wanna sit back and watch the world go by. No. No. I wanna be involved. I wanna keep experiencing new things. Like you went didn't you go to Costa Rica? Yeah. yeah and do the zip lining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you want experiences, you want to go on an
1: adventure. Yeah. That's
3: not retirement to me. Yeah. It's oh, okay. just a different lifestyle okay. that you're enjoying. That's, That's true. That's that, good. I, I like love that. that. I like okay, that. so
1: which, what's the best part of being your
3: hell age yes retired? Hell yes for me. No, you betcha. It's got to be
2: your you betcha.
3: That, <laughs> yeah, you betcha was when I figured out that I had financial independence, Okay. Because they don't teach that uh, in the banking world either. Really? And I said, wow, I, you know what? I got my freedom back. And then it was a question of what was I going to do with that freedom that now I have it back? Yeah. yeah. And that was exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: well,
3: that's what I, I do now. They,
1: they don't teach that in any, I don't think, any career. Yeah. Because we've always talked about that in education, that teachers are, you know, they we don't know teachers. how— what their retirement money is going to look like. A investing lot of investing early, you know. You know it, yeah, that's
3: right. It, it just so what we're doing is is with this new book I'm working on. This is going to be a guide for our kids and grandkids, and we're gonna we're gonna teach them to say you know to so they can learn what they need to do, what they need to focus on, how they need to approach life when they start work.
2: That's Very great. Great. And we're
3: teaching them how to play the long game. We're going to give them some fundamental knowledge about financial independence and how to save money and things like that. Live within your means. Yeah. It, what we're doing is we're taking retirement out of the conversation. We're replacing it with financial independence. And then it's the question of what do you want to do when you get your freedom back? Yeah.
0: Oh, do, you work? Yeah. do you want to work? Part-time? Do you want
3: to work part time? Do you want to do podcast? Whatever. Yeah. And so we're, it's really long term uh, planning, and it's figuring out a lifestyle that will work for you. That's wonderful. Instead, it's crazy how we used to live, trying to cram thirty years of work in so we could finance a retirement that could last just as long. It just didn't make sense and caused so much stress for people. Right. right. So we're trying to reduce that stress aspect of it. So do you have a title
2: for that future book?
3: Not yet, but I'm working
2: Okay, okay.
1: All right, we'll be looking for yeah, that we'll one Yeah, we'll be too. looking
2: forward to it.
1: And passing that on to our children. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: no kidding. Well, we want to thank you, Michael, oh, yeah, for and, joining and us. and the
1: great thing is –
3: yeah, the great thing is we're going to give it away to the schools for free. That'll oh, be fantastic. Good job. Yeah. Good job. yeah. yeah so I'm yeah. excited about that. And after that, no more books. <laughs> yeah, he says, and no more triathlons, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: right.
3: Oh, maybe one of those. <laughs>
0: okay. All okay. right. Hey,
2: we want to thank you for joining us. This has been wonderful. You got a great mm-hmm. purpose going in your retirement. I mean, besides oh, yeah. triathlons, uh-huh. your books
3: and educating people.
1: Yeah, that's great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's giving back really makes me feel good. I feel like Scrooge on Christmas morning, if you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be me, too. <laughs> but, but. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. We, we appreciate it. All right, Curtis and Cindy, you take care. All right, you too. you
1: too. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another adventure.
2: Yeah, that was good. I mean, not only is he doing the triathlons, which is what we originally called him for, but I love – the part that he's doing—he's writing a books, which I've written a book, and I know what that entails. But I think he's doing a lot more than I did. But he also wants to educate people yeah. about retirement.
1: Oh, and he's so right. You look on—you know—you look for books on that topic, and you see a lot of things, all financial yep. about that, and they're written by people who are not retired.
2: Well, some are, some aren't, but it's still. Yeah, he wants to educate people, and I'm excited for this new book yeah, coming out. Yeah, i want to read
1: this one that he, he's already got out. That's yeah, great.
2: Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. I, I have the free download on it. Yeah, I'm going to read
1: that. Well, you know, if, we're always looking for great guests. Any kind of great retirement story, gig that you do, it's it really makes fun for the podcast.
2: Yeah, reach out to us. Um, AdventureRetired at gmail.com is our email, or you can go to our website, AdventureRetired.com. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us, and yeah. we're on all the major...
1: Growing Daily. That's yeah. great.
2: Yep. We're, we're on all the major podcast things. Tell your friends about us, and we appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
2: All right. I love you, Cindy. I love
1: you more. And that's the kids loved you.